Blog Talk Radio. the creator, producer, and principal host for the show. This Week in Accountable Care is brought to you by Health Innovation Media, where we monitor the innovation impulse from idea to business model. And we, today we continue our focus on the emerging accountable care ecosystem and all of its moving parts with an encore appearance by a very special guest, that being Nicole Bradbury, the President and COO of Orange Health Solutions, Slash MZI Healthcare, and we'll hear more about this shortly. Uh, Nicole's also the CEO of uh, Florida Association of ACOs, at least the last time we talked, but we're going to get an update today. So a brief bio on Nicole is she brings an innovative vision and deep knowledge of healthcare technology and business solutions. Previously, she was a founding executive and chief information officer for Rise Health, where she led the design and implementation of a full primary care transformation suite of products, which included proprietary technology and transformational business solutions. In this role, she led her team to win the prestigious U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Health Data Award for IT innovation. Prior to Rise, Nicole spent 16 years leading operations and information technology programs for United Health Group and Cigna Healthcare. While there, she served as business lead for the technology transformation of the country's largest dental and vision services company, led the national deployment of healthcare quality and affordability programs, and was responsible for the successful integration of major health plans. So with that as a brief introduction, uh, Nicole, welcome to This Week in Accountable Care. Thanks, Greg. Nice to be here. Thanks for asking me back. Thank you for joining us. And I know you had a busy schedule, and we'll hear a little bit about that. But why don't we kick this off uh, before we talk about the, the, the investment and merger, acquisition, whatever the final uh, correct representation is. Uh, tell me, where, where, a year later, we spoke, I looked back when we, we, we scheduled this, we spoke in April of last year. You had just organized and launched um, the Florida Association of ACOs. So one year later, what are you seeing? Well, I've I've seen a growth in ACOs. I've seen it not only, I think at that time, Florida was the predominant market, and I think there's still a predominant market in ACOs, but I'm seeing other markets start to catch up. Um, I've seen other leaders in um, ACO thought you know, people um, form their own or trying to form their own kind of like organizations. So there's definitely a need for that kind of organization. Um, the Florida Association of ACOs, we've grown. We're actually about to have our first very large um, conference in Florida, I think in September, and we're going to start a webinar series, you know, to kind of help 
you know, newer ACOs as well as the existing ACOs, you know, with all the things that um, they need to solve for, you know, from how to manage medical costs, how to deal with G-Pro and quality, and, you know, how to build one and, and be successful in it. So that's, I think, an ongoing entity that we're very proud of. But I think um, Orange Health Solutions is, is we're equally proud of, and that's um, a company that really was designed to help enable um, individuals, groups of doctors, you know, independents, whoever wanted to get into this, you know, fast-moving space of ACOs, um, be able to do that. If they have the physician relationships, um, we can help them with everything else. And so we right now, as a company, um, have about eight ACOs that we either have helped form from scratch, you know, from the very beginning or offer services to or fully manage. And so we're proud of that. I think that makes us one of the, the biggest players in that space, especially because we are not just offering technology or tool. We offer a full service um, wraparound to these ACOs that help them not only with the infrastructure they need, but also how to do care coordination, how to think about analytics, how to actually take action with that stuff. And we've kind of perfected it now into almost a franchise model so that if a physician or group of physicians in a market, you know, have the relationships and can bring a group of doctors together, then they can do that and own that tight relationship and we can bring everything else they need to the table. So that is what we've been doing with Orange and Flacos. And then I think you also pinged me because of our exciting news where we just acquired a company, MCI Healthcare, and um, we're very excited about that. The, you know, we, what we saw as we're working with, you know, we were one of the first ones in the ACO space and I think quickly became kind of a leader there. But what we saw is that that was just the beginning. And, you know, just like your title, This Week in Accountable Care, it's really about accountable care, not as much as the label of ACO, meaning that, you know, it's value-based care. You, you create an MSSP ACO or you can do bundled payment or you can take risk on your own employees in a health system. You can take global cap. You know, all of those things are really part of this transformation from fee-for-service to value-based care. And I think what we're, we're trying to do at Orange is evolve to be, you know, the one-stop shopping, out-of-the-box solution for any entity, independent physician groups, current ACOs, IPAs, hospitals, whoever you are who want to put your toe in in some kind of accountable or value-based care, Orange Health has the full suite of services and solutions, I mean, and technology that can enable that and enable that risk-taking that's involved. And that's really the reason we stepped out of just the services entity and bought the technology that MZI has. So I'll take a breath so, and let you ask me a question. <laughs> well, there's a lot there, and we'll have plenty to talk about. So, um, uh, so, so I want to get to the MZI transaction momentarily, but um, just in terms of, um, let's just say, FLECO, which is the Florida Association of ACOs. So, so, so you had just launched uh, one year later. The organization has grown, stayed static. What's the status in terms of uh, membership? We've grown. Um, we added a bunch of the new ACOs that came on 1-1. One, one. Um, we've got a big campaign going on right now to f further our reach. So, you know, initially this was an ACO-only entity, and we're saying, you know, there's so many people out there that 
want to learn about accountable care or doctors that are thinking about either participating in an ACO or forming one themselves. Hospitals, you know, especially the smaller boutique hospitals, you know, they, they want to learn. They want to hear where, where um, this space is going. And so we've, we've opened up kind of the membership to different kinds of members, and we're seeing um, some great response there. And so our conference that we're having or putting together in September is going to be a much broader audience than, than the one that we did last July in Orlando. And so we think that that's going to just bring, you know, um, uh, different needs to this entity, which is it's not just about helping ACOs that have already formed and are existing, but it's also educating the broader healthcare care world about, you know, what it is to become part of an ACO and encourage them to, 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 to head that way. And you're in uh, one of those states where there wasn't a terribly um, supportive environment for the Affordable Care Act. <laughs> but, uh, uh, <laughs> well, I think half the state the re- was supportive and half wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So um, uh, the, the receptivity there, is it, uh, is it palpable in terms of being uh, proactive and, and, um, and uh, you know, let's get on this get down to solutions and actually make this vision work, or are you still seeing uh, reactive camps? Well, I think that, you know, you know, what's different now than, you know, a year ago or even um, farther was, you know, is, is this stuff going to stick? You know, is health reform really here? And I think we've gotten past that. So, you know, whether you agree with the law uh, or not, it's here. And so there, there are some things that are very controversial, controversial in that law and there's things that just who cares where it came from we you know healthcare costs too much and we got to solve for that and ACOs are one of those things in that law that I think really if you get out of the the political left or right everybody can get around and see that this it just makes sense you know we're we're starting to change the system from a fee for volume system to a fee for outcome you know, and outcomes, if they're good, are good, and that's what we want. And so I think, um, you know, if they're good, cost comes down, and so and people are healthier and, and have higher quality care. And so that's what value-based care is all about, is just measuring outcomes to the, the work that physicians and, and systems are, are delivering. And so it's a good thing. It's a good thing for all, and, it's, you know, and there's really not a lot of politics around it when you simplify it to what it really is. Great, great to hear that. So, that, that, to answer that, your original question, I think I think yeah. people are 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 much more. You know, when we started this, people didn't couldn't spell ACO, didn't know what it was, and now everybody knows what it is, and people are really interested in learning more. And we're seeing more and more people see that this is where the world is going, and and they're jumping on. Right, and so that's great. Uh, great update. Um, what we're seeing, at least I'm looking right now, there's uh, there's 23 uh, pioneers admitted according to data.cms.gov, and uh, and there's no uh, dot on the map down there in Florida. Are we going to see one anytime soon? A pioneer? Yeah. Um, you know, I I I don't I I don't really know why we'd even look for that. I think what you want to look for is really who's getting into value-based care. You know, I think that's what's the, the important marker. You know, you know, all the, the new entrees into MSSP, you know, the hospitals taking bundled payments, the, um, you know, the hospitals that are really looking closely at their employee population, say, hey, I can manage this myself, and, you know, starting to pull back services from the traditional payers and saying, we can do these, you know, ourselves or with a partner, 
you know that that is working on behalf of the provider and you just that's the movement that's happening and so it is all accountable care it's just not all MSSP and whether it's pioneer or 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 um, just straight MSSP. So I think that is what's important in what's happening right now in healthcare. And there's a lot of that going on in Florida. And there's a lot of that going on everywhere. Right. So, and it's important. I, I'm using Pioneer in the sense of being maybe the more um, uh, proactive approach to risk assumption, both up and downside. And uh, so for me, that, that kind of pivots to the conversation around the transaction to acquire MCI healthcare. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about the motivation there and how does this fit in terms of Orange Health Solutions, MZI Healthcare, and then the vision for supporting value-based care uh, locally in Florida and nationally perhaps? Yeah, I mean, I think what's, what's happening is that, you know, the MSSP and, and these early models are really helping providers um, learn how to manage medical costs, you know, and at the same time, you know, always thinking of good quality. And, but what, what that's going to evolve to is once they get comfortable that they know how to do this, they're going to be willing to take risk. And, you know, MedAdvantage plans do that today. Um, you know, the fee-for-service is being tackled by these ACOs that I do believe more are going to take um, downside risk as they get better at it. Um, but all those other models I just spoke of, you know, there's, there's risk elements to them. And so these tools, and, and honestly, the full risk is when you become a payer yourself. And right now the stats are 1 in 25 health systems will, are looking to become a payer themselves, put a plan on the exchange, and that is what these tool sets that, um, that we purchase with MZI, that's their sweet spot. They, they pay claims, they pay cap, they build networks, they build benefits, all the things that payers have done, you know, you know, traditionally, these tools can enable providers who are taking on more of that risk. Either they're taking delegated risk from a payer or they're becoming a payer themselves. And so we think with the orange services that really focus on managing medical costs and quality, wrapped around great technology, you know, care, care management platforms, these claims payment platforms, benefit uh, administration platforms, all of that comes with the technology that now is part of this orange MZI transaction. And so out of the box, your provider, a hospital system, CIN that wants to take risk, you know, from partial risk to all risk, this is, this is the one-stop um, place to go get help. And um, CIN clinically integrated network. So this range um, of uh, risk assumption, putting the toe in the water through the Medicare Shared Savings Program, and then progressively moving maybe to the right of that scale in terms of increasing risk assumption, it pretty much ends at uh, we're going to be a payer. So, uh, so one in twenty-five. That that that's an interesting stat. So, it, would it be fair to characterize? the launch of Flaco and Orange's uh, support of that as maybe first-generation management services. I mean, governance, organization, education, bringing people along, maybe some contracting support, and so on and so forth, application of filing support for the various CMS programs, perhaps even connections to commercial negotiations for accountable care collaborations. But then the next step, or at least it sounds like to me what you're prepositioning here, is basically, okay, uh, we've got more uh, management infrastructure here, things that allow you to pay claims, 
uh, adjudicate benefits, you know, evaluate eligibility and determine coverage levels and so on and so forth. You've really stepped up to a much more proactive uh, vision here around what an accountable care um, strategy is going to look like. Is that, is, that a, is that the basis for the, uh, for the transaction? I couldn't have said it better. I mean, you laid out our business plan as well as our evolution of that plan. So you're, you're exactly right. Great. So, so this is now – so talk a little bit about MZI Healthcare for those who may not be familiar with them. I, I kind of go back because I remember the easy cap days in California when, when, uh, when the first round of risk assumption by, by uh, clueless providers, mostly first-generation IPAs, uh, were really completely and totally dependent upon management companies, not just to hold their hand, but to basically go out there and procure infrastructure uh, that can actually support risk assumptions. So talk a little bit about uh, the MZI Healthcare um, uh, components and value prop. Well, I think the, the, the old is the new because what you just said I think is happening over again. It, you know, back then it was uh, very HMO-focused, and now it's more accountable care, which I think is a better model. It fixed some of the problems in the old model, but those same needs for infrastructure, those new providers entering who have, don't have any experience, that's all happening now. And it's funny because EasyCap is still their, their of the MZI portfolio of products is still kind of their core product. It's still called EasyCap. Um, they just now have EasyCare, Easy Analytics, EasyNet, so on. But um, but it's it's a similar kind of um, uh, you know help that they gave back in in those early days that you spoke of. So it's that's interesting. <laughs> so do I have to be an ACO to be interested in the, in that suite of services? No, you could be a Med Advantage plan. You could be um, a hospital doing bundled payments. You could be an ACO, of course. You can be an IPA taking delegated risk. You know, there's so much. Um, um, there, you know, we we are here. You know, Orange with MZI and the full set of services and products now speak to a much broader market. It's really accountable care, value-based care to any of those provider entities that we spoke about. So it's, it's not just an MSSP ACO, and I think that's the evolution that, that was happening in healthcare, and that's the evolution that Orange has made since you and I talked a year ago. Yeah, it's such an organic fit, and it, it seems completely in alignment with, with your earlier characterization that, you know, it's not a right or left or ideological issue. These are pretty time-tested health policy, real-world experience about what we know works out there as to how to structure these delivery systems so that they have a shot of actually aligning uh, incentives and delivering quality, accessible health care. Exactly. And you know what? No one can do that better than the health systems, the providers. You know, the fact that you have uh, uh, insurance company in the mix, I think, is what creates so, you know, so many of the problems with healthcare today, and um, you know, I think it, it not on purpose. I don't think any of the payers have, you know, it, it's just the the way it's structured and the separation between the payer and the health entity and the patient. I think has structured many of the pro, you know, created many of the problems. The high cost of healthcare, the, you know, the fact that the, with all that high cost, we really aren't the most quality system, you know healthcare system in, in the world, you know, we're kind of mediocre average, and those things just don't make sense. So with what's happening, I think you're going to find that transitioning to more of a provider-led 
um, payer system, you're you're going to create a higher quality and a lower cost for everybody. And and I and I'm you know very I'm very enthusiastic about watching that happen and being a part of it. And and as a company, being able to support uh, all of these entities as they start to move down that that path. So, and I do think all the payers are are nervous about that. I think they see it, and I think as you're starting to see some of the payers, they're starting to transition and reorganize themselves to be more of that provider. To how do I become that provider that can then offer these services? You know, closely knitted, Kaiser, um, the uh, system that United bought in um, in Las Vegas escapes me the name right now. But you know, those payer provider entities that really are very successful because they can do that well. Yeah, that's uh, you and I are are totally in sync there. I've always felt that uh, provider sponsored. Uh, initiatives are, are the the most uh, advantaged in terms of actually pulling this off, and certainly payers, interested party, perhaps sitting more or less in some respects on the sidelines watching these developments with a certain amount of uh, concern. So, what what's your um, what's your sense of? Um, uh, I think Edna has been fairly proactive. So has United. Um, is this dam going to burst, and or and there'll be just massive demand for this type type of capability, or will the payers start to invent their own and and try and compete? Well, I think um, you know one piece of that is you're seeing you're seeing the Etnas, the United, the WellPoints. They're they're all out there trying to create value-based contracts for the providers, and they've got you know very quick, aggressive goals on getting more and more of the providers in these value-based contracts because they know that it drives down cost and it, and it helps quality. But on the other hand, you're seeing these entities create separate entities to, you know, save their revenue. You know, United, they've, they've separated all the services and enablement stuff into Optum. Aetna's got a product line as well that sells to providers so they can if you know if they're not going to be the provider they can sell all the tools that the provider needs just kind of like oranges you know but coming from that payer and then you're seeing them buy buy providers and 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 restructuring and organizing themselves so they can be that provider um of the future that can be you know tightly connected so those three strategies you see almost every big payer um deploying all three so um also i'm Looking at the press release on the Great Point Partners makes investment in Orange Health Solutions. Uh, it's noted as a the details weren't revealed. It's noted as a significant investment, and considering MZI Healthcare has uh, that uh, strong portfolio uh, of uh, health IT and management support, uh, it's probably a uh, uh, shall we say a vote of confidence in uh, in the whole Orange Health Solutions plan. you want to at least elaborate on, am I reading that correctly? Yeah, I think so. I think it's a, um, it's a vote of confidence on the leadership, mine and my partner, Howard Buffs, that we've got the right vision um, for what's happening in healthcare. It's um, a vote of confidence in the sense that it was not cheap to acquire <laughs> MCI and bring it under um, our model and leadership and um, and you know bring these two companies together and it's definitely a vote of confidence that you know not only is it the right um, business model but um, you know it's which which will have you know the same growth that we've had but that we believe that we're going to have tremendous growth that that as this this evolution that's happening is going to be 
faster than anybody thinks. And I think just what we've seen this last year, you know, it, it, it's going to be here before you know it. And more and more providers are going to become the uh, or replace the traditional payers of of the year before the you know last five to ten couple few decades, and that's the future. And so it's you know it's a vote in confidence that we can get them there. And so, um, and it's a vote of confidence of the great team that was MZI. You know, they built a solid product, and but how can we think differently about how that product is sold and packaged and used to meet the current demands um, that that are, you know, happening right now? And so I think you know, it's you know we love Great Point Partners. They're they're very strategic. They're very healthcare focused. I think they get what's happening in healthcare, and we see them as um, you know strategic partners for ours. As our, of ours as we grow this business. So, so let's talk about that. Um, uh, I actually had a conversation with Ian Morrison uh, not too long ago. We were talking about uh, how the pieces fit in the ecosystem, and from a payer standpoint, uh, is it really that they'll ultimately all be utility companies and allow the uh, provider-sponsored local branding of the goodwill that providers seem to have in the marketplace, and that payers are going to basically be kind of uh, back-end utility players? Is that is that a is that an ult, uh, an ultimate uh, uh, iteration that you see? You know, I, I think they're scared of that for sure. I think they see um, that there's probably going to be 25 entities left standing at the end of the day. Um, is one of those 25 going to be United Healthcare? Is one going to be Aetna? Um, I don't know. Or are they going to be the reinsurer behind the 25 left standing? I think that is, um, you know, the jury's still out depending on, you know, are, are they doing the right strategic things um, now? You know, certainly they could be the utility that enables infrastructure, analytics, you know, care coordination, things like that, which is what the Optum model is and also what Orange model is? Or do they just become a, you know, take the, the insurance risk and separate it from the medical cost management that the provider part of that would do? And so, you know, I, I, my guess is of the 25 that, that I believe will probably dominate the space in the next five to ten years, that one or two of them will, will, will end up figuring how to become part of it. But it's a much different landscape than what exists today. Yeah, I know they're thinking about it because I, I've often heard, uh, even with the, the high-end market share players, WellPoint, uh, uh, even some of the blue, uh, uh, not, you know, non-WellPoint blue plans, et cetera, that they're a, a mile wide and an inch deep in terms of their membership. So they, they have to definitely be thinking about um, – the vertical concentration that comes in a particular market from a an integrated delivery system's footprint, so to speak. So, so what, what yeah, comes think next about if you know the big the big employers, you know, if, uh -huh. if they start getting out of the uh, healthcare administration business and they start offering their employees vouchers, that employee isn't going to care about the same thing that 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 employer thought about, which was how do I simplify administration? How do I offer a national network, that employee is going to go shop for the health plan system that's local in their neighborhood, you know, and, and that's what they care about. And so purchase decisions are going to be completely different um, than the ones that are happening today. So that's another dynamic to, to add to that. And I, I spoke with Michael Drummer over at WellTalk. Uh, now uh, he's the rewards guy. 
um, uh, in front of Incent One. Do you see this uh, kind of merging elements of consumer-directed health care with more comprehensive HMO-style benefits? Or how do you think? How, how does I think consumerism is, is part of this transformation. I think, you know, as consumers start to become the buyer and the purchaser, they're going to demand more. They're going to certainly de- demand transparency, um, which has been something we've been talking about for a while. They're going to demand, you know, um, uh, you know, hours of support when they want to go shop their health care. You're seeing this other evolution of, of primary care going um, commercial, you know. You're, you're going to – the CVSs, the Walgreens, the Walmarts that are, that are taking um, primary care into the – into uh, their list of services. I mean, just the CVS announcement that they're going to stop selling tobacco products, which is huge revenue, tells you where CVS is going as far as um, healthcare at the forefront. And so when, when that happens, then health systems need to be, and, and pr- primary care docs and, and, and the people that, that are left, you know, the, the, provider, the traditional provider system, they're going to be care managers. And so you're going to have to start offering tools that, you know, really drive patients to you, and you've got to offer, you know, you've got to compete against that, you know, that primary care that they can get at 10 o'clock at night, and, and you know, why, you know, so consumerism is, is just going to be off the charts, and as people become more technical, there will be more self-service, and there will be more expectation of what I can get from my smartphone and my, and my you know, computer, and so I, I think that's just part of what's happening. Well, there you go. That, that was very well said. Nicole, I know you're in Baltimore for an event. What's going on there real quickly? Um, the National Association of ACOs, you know, we, we partner with them um, and think they're a great organization, beating the same drums as we are. So excited to get up there and see all whatever everything else is happening in uh, this, this space we're in. Well, there you have it, Nicole. Thank you so much. I knew this time would fly by. Got much to talk about. Scratch the surface. Congratulations on the uh, on the move uh, there with Orange Health Solutions and MVI Healthcare. We look for more to come from you, and we will keep a lookout for anything out of the National Association of ACOs as well. Anyway, well, thanks, my guest. Thank you, Greg. Today, Nicole Bradbury, and we'll talk soon. Take care, Nicole. Bye, Greg. See you. Bye. Couldn't believe